At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A warm and fully low. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Spears, and now part of the Veasan Family Podcast. And got a great podcast for you. So in the second segment, we are going to be joined by one of our good friends. He does great work over there with the Making the Madness podcast. You're able to find that podcast wherever you get this podcast. That would be Sean Paul. Also does terrific work with the Field of 68. We're going to be taking a look at some of the storylines of this offseason, some of the bigger names that we're seeing, some of the teams that are standing out with his little bit too early top 25 as well. Then in the final segment, going to be recapping everything that we wound up seeing in news and notes in college basketball on Thursday. We didn't necessarily have as much as we wound up seeing at the beginning of the week, but transfer portal, it is still very hot and heavy. You now have, with regards to the portal, right around 1,230 names that are in it as I'm doing this right now. So certainly we have seen a lot of guys wind up making a lot of moves. So if you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we all fire these in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five-star review, two real takeaways that we wound up having from everything on Thursday. For one, you're noticing a lot of guys that they didn't wind up seeing a lot of minutes from the team that they were at previously decided to go down a little bit of a level, and I think that that's intriguing because we've seen so many of these guys that they wind up sitting at the end of the bench, they wind up coming up to a mid-major, they wind up getting starters minutes, and they wind up being able to blossom, so I do think that that's going to be very intriguing, and guys just sticking with the coach that they were with the previous year, like we wind up seeing this with Juan Odom, the interim coach in Jonas Hayes that was with Xavier, he decided to take the Georgia State job. Odom is going to be going with him to Georgia State. So I think that those are a pair of storylines to take a look at. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more with Sean Paul of Making the Madness, one of the best minds that you're going to find in all of college basketball. Relatively short first segment here. We'll end up having a little bit of a rambunctious day with the MLB season getting started up. If you're looking for that fix, the baseball betting show with Greg Peterson is now a part of the Vison Family Podcast. Still working to finalize the feed, but at GUnit underscore 81 on Twitter is where you're going to be finding that. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea what have you for this podcast at that Twitter handle at GNN underscore D1 is where you're able to fire that in keep in mind letters EM they mean does not matter so as per usual please just send this into the timeline other ways find an Apple podcast review and if you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated from there you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review a little bit of a shorter one today so we are just going to leave it to Sean Paul of Making the Madness to give us a little bit of insight up next that's right here on Coast Coast with myself that you experience and now a part of the business 
Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Las Vegas for Ghost Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eats Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and it's great to be joined by our guest as Sean Paul is doing absolutely terrific work. Guy does a little bit of everything. He's over there at the field of 68, holding it down there. Mountain Westwire is where a lot of his written content is as well. He's got podcasts of his own as well. That'd be the Making the Madness podcast. You're able to find that podcast where we get this one as we've got Sean Paul joining me on the podcast. As to be able to follow Sean on Twitter, that is that is name. Sean Paul, and then the letter CBB, and Sean spelled S-E-A-N. And Sean, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always happy to join. Always great to have you aboard. And Sean, you were out there in New Orleans for the Final Four, and as we know, with regards to that Final Four, it was one of the most thrilling ones we've ever seen in eight seed making it to the national title game, highest seeded team. 
to ever be able to make it there. And just what you wound up seeing from North Carolina in general, how were they able to make this run? Because I feel like we've seen more and more teams that wind up getting off to slow starts, wind up picking it up and being able to make runs as teams as, say, outside the top five seeds into the final four, much like North Carolina did this season. Well, it really just seems like that they bought into playing well on the defensive end because they were a complete mess early on in the season, really up until the middle of February on the defensive end, but they really stepped it up. And then when you get good guard play like they had from Caleb Love and R.J. Davis and Brady Manick was stepping up and Armando Baycott was consistent all year, then you have a lot of pieces, but their depth was a big problem throughout the year. And we saw them in the national title game. Their depth did not have anywhere near the same amount of depth that Kansas did. I think that played a pretty big role for them in that one. Yeah, I do think that so as well. You wound up having North Carolina get a little bit out of Puff Johnson. He was literally huffing and puffing towards the end of the game as he was getting those minutes at the national title game. But I do think that it is intriguing to take a look at some of these teams because I've just been noticing now with the transfer portal becoming more and more prevalent as we're doing this interview, right around 1,200 guys in the transfer portal. And that's a number that's going to continue to go up. I wouldn't be surprised we wind up hitting north of 1,800 when it's all said and done. But it does feel like there are some teams that if they don't wind up utilizing the transfer portal, they wind up having a little bit of a glass ceiling. And those that do wind up use, utilizing it, they wind up picking late. Even a team like a Kansas, who they brought in Remy Martin, as we know, he wasn't healthy throughout much of Big 12 play. They played their best when he was able to be fully healthy in the NCAA tournament and the Big 12 tournament. I think that that's really been a little bit of a change in the landscape of college basketball. I mean, you just look at two of the most important players that played in the title game, Brady Manick at North Carolina and Remy Martin at Kansas, both played very big roles throughout the final parts of the season. And those are guys that came from the transfer portal. So you can really make or break what happens with your season this time of year. You just have to add the right guys. But there's a lot of very impactful transfers. I mean, there's so many available. I don't think the top is as good right now as it was last year, but there's Two, two or three names in particular that I think are above the rest, but there's a lot of guys that will contribute on NCAA tournament-level teams next year. I do agree with you, as we do have Sean Paul of the Making the Madness podcast along the field of 68 joining me right here on the show. And I take a look at a team that I'm very bullish on for the upcoming season, and they wound up making some splashy news a few days ago with the Mitchell brothers of Rhode Island is saying that they're going to be going to Arkansas this is by far certainly not the biggest move that we've seen from Arkansas this offseason. They've now got three McDonald's All-Americans. But I do take a look at these teams that they have been able to do a good job of being able to utilize the transfer portal. Just look at ways to be able to bring in talent. Eric Musselman, a guy that has led Arkansas to two straight Elite Eights now, has certainly been able to do that. And I think that the arrow is trending upward on Arkansas. I feel like these way too early top 25s are going to be changing a lot. But I think that regardless of what happens at this point, Arkansas has to be looked at as one of, if not the top team, going into next season. Yeah, I have them number two right now behind Houston. Getting the Mitchell Twins, those are guys that will probably play like 10 minutes a game, maybe, assuming or guessing that Jalen Williams is back. Just, I'm not really sure. It's interesting because I I just feel like they're not typically what you would expect from a Eric Musselman big man, what they've gotten at Arkansas. You had Justin Smith, who played a lot of the five a few years ago. You had Jalen Williams, who was their primary five this year. He's a guy that can stretch the floor. He's athletic. That's not really what you're getting with the Mitchell twins. They're guys that can block shots, but they're more post-oriented bigs. And that's not really what Musselman's had a lot of at Arkansas. So I think they're going to play okay bench minutes, but I don't think they're season changers by any means. But uh, Arkansas doesn't really need to have season changers in the portal this year because of all the talent they have coming in. I totally agree with you there. I do think that 
it is a case in which Arkansas is going to be a very solid team for next season. It's going to be a little bit of a new look for them, but being able to return all those guys, I think it's going to be rock solid for them. And I do feel like when it comes to conferences in general, there are some that are utilizing the transfer portal better than others. Once again, with the Big East, you wound up seeing them be able to have a team in the Final Four in Villanova, and I feel like they wound up having some of these stronger teams in the NCAA tournament. Even though they didn't wind up making the Final Four or anything like that, Creighton is a team that I love what I saw out of them. A lot of way too early top 25s have them in the top 10. They did a good job of being able mm-hmm. to mix and match. We've seen a lot of good coaching hires like Thad Mata, like Shane Holloway in the offseason being hired on, so they were able to do a very solid job there. We know that there's going to be teams like UConn. They're going to be back for blood as well. The ACC, you want to see North Carolina make the title game. They've done a good job as well. Meanwhile, the Big Ten has been one of the slowest to adapt to the transfer portal. And as a result, they're a team that they haven't won a title since the Flintstones of Michigan State in 2000. And I think that it's really interesting to take a look at things conference by conference because I do think that it's telling of the landscape of college basketball. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's a lot of teams, like two in particular, that really stand out that I feel like have to use a portal, even though they're not really teams that do it typically. You look at Villanova, they've really only added Caleb Daniels and Eric Paschal, two really good transfers over the last number of years but they're going to need to hit the portal a little more because the roster is not looking great I trust Jay Wright to figure it out but on paper that roster is looking it's lacking a little bit in comparison to some of the other potential Big East teams and then Purdue's another one they've only really added two guys with Evan Boudreaux from Dartmouth and uh, Jihad Proctor from from a high point so they haven't had a ton of transfers in recent years but I think Purdue definitely has to add some guard transfers because Zach Eady will be really good assuming he's back, but they're going to need to add some guys that can score the basketball from the perimeter because they really do not have that right now. And they're not a team I'm super high on based on the current roster either. Yeah, I do think that it's going to be intriguing to take a look at what we're going to be getting over there as we do have Sean Paul of Making the Madness joining me on the podcast. And then another hire that I think is very intriguing because we're talking about the Big East, how they wound up having some solid hires this offseason. Steve Levin, who's been out of the game for quite a while, a guy that I feel like has done a terrific job as an analyst. Whenever he's been out there on the sidelines, I feel like it's been a little bit more suspect. We wound up seeing his work at St. John's, was never really able to get them righted. Obviously, wound up coaching for quite a few years over there at UCLA as well. He's not going to be joining the WCC for San Diego. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on him, but I do fear that with him being out of it for so long with regards to the actual coaching aspect, that could be a little bit tough. A guy that he's had some success, but that success wound up coming a very long time ago. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what you think about this hire, but I certainly don't think that San Diego wound up downgrading by any stretch of imagination. I just wonder how much this is necessarily going to be able to push them up, especially with all the teams getting better in the WCC. Yeah, I don't like the hire particularly uh, much at all, to be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, a coach that has had some success, like you mentioned in the past, but the last time he coached in college basketball, transfers were not as prevalent as they are now so that's why I think it's beneficial to hire a sitting head coach or at least someone that's coached in the last couple of years especially at a school like San Diego that hasn't won a ton recently they made the NIT a few years ago but I would have looked at a guy in the big sky like Danny Sprinkle signed a contract extension but you know a guy like Steve Smiley from Northern Colorado he's a guy I would have looked at because Jeff Linder has went to Wyoming he just made an NCAA tournament Steve Smiley was 40 minutes away from making the NCAA tournament this year at Northern Colorado I would have looked at that you know you look at what Portland was able to do last year, taking Shantae Leggins from Eastern Washington. Obviously, he had a little more success than Steve Smiley did, but I would have looked for a guy like that. I just, I don't think it's a very good hire, 
because he hasn't coached in a while. I, I'm just not sure how to feel about it. Yeah, I do think that it's a case of which San Diego, they didn't wind up getting any worse. But at the same time, I do have my question marks because I think that he's going to be able to bring in some talent. I just don't know how he's going to be able to do with regards to the X's and O's as well with being away from the game for so long. And I think that it is going to be an important case study because you the portal changes things, though. The portal does change things. Oh, yeah, because he hasn't coached with the portal. I do think that he's going to be able to bring in a few guys, but at the same time, I mean, from what he was away from the game in so many years, I recognize that he's been an analyst, but the three-point shot is just so much more prevalent now than it was even back in his last year at St. John's during the 2014-15 season. I feel like that's actually going to be the biggest change for him. That's a solid call. The game has changed quite a bit, and you look at his teams, they weren't particularly three-point heavy during his uh his coaching days. So, yeah, I just looking back at it on Ken Palm in 2012-2013 at St. John's, they only shot 22% of their th- of their shots from outside the arc. <sighs> so, that would that, be like yeah, last this year. 22.3. That is incredibly low. Yeah, that's that's certainly not going to work in today's game. I mean, the game's just so different like like we said, I just I don't see it working. Maybe it does, but I feel like San Diego could have went a different route that would have worked better. Yeah, I mean, I wish Steve Lavin all the luck in the world because, I mean, he's a terrific guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's nobody that's going to be able to say a bad word about him as a human being. He is a great person, but with that said, you just mentioned it, 22.2% of their shots wanted coming from three. If you look at the lowest team this year at all of college basketball, New Orleans was at 22.2, and they were dead last, so... They would be clocking in with New Orleans at dead last with that regard, as we do have Sean Paul of Making the Madness show to be on the podcast. And we're talking about coaching hires right now. And is there maybe one or two off the radar that you think might be better than a lot of people are giving credit for? Because we just talked about the Steve Lavin one. We're not necessarily so bullish on on that one. I like what's being done out there in the Big East. I think that all three wound up helping out those programs. But is there one or two that you've seen this offseason that maybe isn't getting the love that it deserves? I would say one that I like a lot. And I think it's getting a fair amount of love, but I'll give it a little more attention. Is Todd Golden to Florida. I, I think he's just a great coach he's a great analytical mind he's going to get players there like he did at San Francisco and I think he's going to be able to win there I don't know if he's going to win two national titles like Billy Donovan but I think he'll have him consistently in the NCAA tournament like Mike White did obviously there was high expectations it seemed like for every year at Mike White for Mike White and that was I feel like that was a little tough because it's not like Billy Donovan was still there but if Todd Golden is able to get them to to a second weekend a couple of times I feel like that'll have him in Gainesville for a long time and I think he'll be able to do it he's going to get more talent we saw him get San Francisco to an at-large bid which is something I feel like nobody thought they would ever say so I think that that just shows you how good of a coach Todd Golden is. Yeah, I do think that Todd Golden is going to be very solid. I do think that maybe we're overrating the analytics that he provides just a little bit. But with that said, I think that he's an instant upgrade for Mike White. I think that there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think that he's going to come in and he's going to be able to do a very solid job. The one that I take a look at and I'm very intrigued by is Georgia State as well because Mm -hmm. we wind up seeing the run that Xavier was able to go on. They were able to win the NIT championship. I also think that speaks to how bad of a job Travis Seal wound up doing as well. Him going to Miami of Ohio. I'm not necessarily so bullish on him, but I think Jonas Hayes going to Georgia State, a Georgia State program that has made quite a few NCAA tournaments in recent years. I think that that's one that should be getting a little bit more love than it does, than it has been as well. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great hire that uh, I believe was announced today, right? That was a great hire by Georgia State replacing Rob Lanier. I think Jonas Hayes will do a really good job. I think Georgia State will stay pretty competitive in the Sun Belt, and I think he'll be able to get some players there for sure. And another one just kind of thinking about it that I like is uh, some more connections here. Rob Lanier went to Louisiana Tech, which happened after Eric Conkle went to Tulsa. I think Eric Conkle is going to do a really good job at Tulsa. I think he's going to be able to, to have them in the upper half of the Amer of the American conference here pretty soon. I agree with you there. And a man that is always successful, a man that always brings it on this podcast. That'd be you, Sean. I know that you're going to be taking a look at everything that we're going to be getting this off season. The transfer portal is hot and heavy. We're seeing a lot of coaching movement as well. And I know you're getting hyped up for the upcoming season, taking a look at everything from returning players to how some of these freshmen wind up faring as well. So let the good people at home know what you've all got going on right now and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, I'll be focusing on the transfer portal a lot because that's how you really uh, get a good idea of what you're going to see in the next season. Obviously, we talked about guys like Brady Manick and Remy Martin in this episode, just how impactful they were, and Caleb Daniels coming over from Tulane at like three years ago so a lot of the guys that were in the final four end up playing a big role and you can really like i said earlier make or break your season this time of year so uh just stay tuned to my twitter at sean paul cbb i'll be talking about the transfer portal a ton and i'm sure i'll be back on with greg here over the off season talking about a little more portal stuff as i always say in sports betting there are no such thing as locks but on this podcast a lock is that we're going to be getting sean paul back on the podcast because (laughs) sean is absolutely amazing at what he does he's out here in the lovely state of nevada as well along with myself he does absolutely amazing work taking a look at college basketball in my opinion one of the rising gentlemen analysts stars you can utilize whatever name you'd like to there but sean paul is a riser in college basketball does absolutely terrific work it's a big reason why i love getting him on this podcast because the guy is a wealth of knowledge and brought it once again today here on coast to coast hoop so big thanks to him and coming up next it is that time of the podcast i take a look at everything that we wound up getting in terms of the transfer portal coaching news and nba drive decisions over the last 24 hours at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Gusty Gus Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Always a pleasure to get Sean Paul of Making the Madness on here. He does absolutely terrific work with that platform and always has just a ton of college basketball information. So great to get him aboard today. Now it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as all the news and notes that we wound up seeing on college basketball on Thursday. And you did wind up seeing Bryce Hopkins, a guy that was relatively highly touted, decide that he was going to be transferring away from Kentucky. Just a guy that didn't wind up seeing a whole heck of a lot of time. So that was a little bit of an issue for him. And wouldn't be surprised if he winds up going down to a little bit of a lower level or in another power five, he winds up tearing it up. Guy that wound up averaging two points right around a rebound and a half per contest. Just couldn't wind up being able to crack the rotation. And a guy that has a lot of upside. You take a look at him, according to 24-7 Sports, in the 2021 recruiting class, number 39 in the country. So got to figure that whoever winds up getting him in, they are going to be very happy with him. Jameer Young, he decided that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal as well. He was playing at Charlotte this last year and wound up tearing it up for them. 19.5 points, 5.5 boards, 3.5 assists, shot 34% per three. Not necessarily the world's biggest guy at six foot one, but guy that's able to be a little bit of a plus defender. I know that there's a lot of rumors that there might be ACC schools that are going to be tracking him down. So that's going to be interesting to take a look at. And we've just seen it with so many of these teams that they wind up having a little bit of a coaching change or just winds up being a little bit of an exodus. We're seeing that with Georgia as well as Tyrone McMillan has decided that he is going to be entering the transfer portal. That's a little bit less of a deal. A little bit of a bigger deal is the fact that you're going to be without one of their top scorers towards the back half last season. That would be Jackson Ater. He was able to do a solid job while being able to fill in pretty much for the CMA team that, well, let's call it what it is. They wound up going 6-26, and but Ater, he was able to give the team right around 5 points, 3 rebounds per contest. Did not wind up seeing a lot of playing time towards the beginning part of the season, but in the back half, he was able to do a very solid job for the team. You take a look at 
what he was able to do. We're going to call it in the last 16 games of the season. He was a guy that was able to bury actually 50% of his threes. Only wound up taking a three and a half per contest, but was able to do a solid job there. Did a nice job being able to contribute in SEC play. So, gotta think that the 6'4 gentleman is going to be able to see some playing time wherever he winds up going. Tyler Bertram, he has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal as well. Someone who was playing this last season at Binghamton, and while at Binghamton, he was able to do a nice job. He was a guy that wound up being able to average right around 9 points per contest. A guy that wound up going from being a reserve to being a starter shot 39% from three-point range. So it might be a little bit of a market for his services along with Amandu Ciela. Amandu Ciela is someone that wound up doing a good job of being able to haul in some rebounds the last few seasons while he was playing at Tennessee Tech, Tennessee Tech. A team that wound up having a relatively rough go of it, but five and a half points, five and a half rebounds per contest has been able to start 25 games throughout his college basketball career. Someone who wound up giving the team just under a block per contest as well at six foot eight should be able to see a little bit of playing time along Sam Towns. Sam Towns was playing over there at Ohio this last season, and while he didn't wind up tearing it up by any stretch of the imagination, was able to give the team two and a half rebounds per contest. Guy that at six foot nine should be able to see a little bit more playing time if he winds up going to a little bit of a smaller school, or if he winds up stepping up in competition, could be a nice little cog for them. Mark Sears, this is a big impact transfer. He has decided that he is going to be going to Alabama, and we wound up seeing two impact transfers as Jalen Graham. He decided to go to Arkansas. We'll go into that in a minute with Mark Sears. Guy that was able to average a little bit over 19 points per contest. Did a great job as a three-point shooter. Being able to shoot right around 41% from three-point range, 88.5% at the free throw line, six boards per game. That is absolutely massive. A guy that wound up actually growing up in Alabama. Wound up going to Hargrave Military Academy. This is a massive gift for Alabama. They need a little bit of a proven score because you got to figure that some of the backcourt that they wound up having from a season ago may not be there. So this was just absolutely terrific for them. So that is a big pickup on that front. You also wound up seeing AJ Stradick. He decided that he was going to be going from Arkansas Pine Bluff and he was going to be staying within the conferences. He has decided that he is going to be going to Mississippi Valley State. Guy that just did not wind up seeing a whole heck of a lot of playing time or a lot of production. A guy that actually wound up making 16 starts this last season, but only about two and a half rebounds per game. Mississippi State, Valley State, though, it's been a program that has been very downtrodden, to say the least. So being able to get him in, that could be a little bit of an upgrade for them. Hunter McIntosh might be able to upgrade another roster as well, a guy that has been able to make 85 starts in three seasons. While at Elon, he was able to put up right around 13 points per contest, shot 38% from three-point range, 81% at the free throw line. You may recall Elon, they wound up losing their head coach just recently. Mike Schrage, who decided to take the assistant coaching job over there at Duke. So that is going to be a name to take note of. Calvin Sullivan, he wound up transferring away from Stone Cold Steven F. Austin, and he is now in the transfer portal as well, a guy that was very solid for Steven F. Austin. He wound up being able to give the team right around nine points per contest, chipped in their six boards. Guy that also wound up shooting 46.5% for three-point range at six foot seven. Didn't mind taking a lot of threes, but should be a little bit of an impact guy, along with if you're able to get anything out of Ira Lee. Ira Lee was deciding that he was going to be going to Georgetown after spending four years at Arizona, where he wound up getting the team four points per contest, was a former top 100 recruit, never actually wound up playing for Georgetown, but a guy that I think has a little bit of intrigue with him, and I think that if he winds up being able to find the right fit, especially at a little bit of a lower level competition, should be able to do some very good work there. 
Matthew Alexander Moncrief. I think that he's going to be doing a solid job wherever he winds up going as well. Wound up averaging 9 points, 5.5 rebounds per game two seasons ago during the 2020-21 season for Oklahoma State. Just could not take off this season. Four points, four boards. I think that just a little bit of lack of talent in general wound up doing in Oklahoma State. It just was not a roster that wound up being able to help him out. So he has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Juan Sean Price of Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern wound up having another rough year to say at least, but Price was able to give the team six points, shipped in there right around four and a half rebounds per game, a 30% three-point shooter, so he was able to do a wide variety of things. Problem was, Charleston Southern was so bad that someone you figured was going to be able to step up for him, and it appears as though it was Mr. Price, so he decided that he was going to be entering into the transfer portal as well. And then when it comes to NBA draft decisions, we didn't necessarily see a ton of them, but you do have Marcus Sasser saying that he is going to be declaring for the NBA draft. It appears as though he is going to be maintaining his eligibility, which is big because let's call it what it is, guy that wound up missing much of last season. So his stock is probably going to be a little bit low after that. Wound up only playing in 12 games now. Did give the team 17 and a half points per contest. They shot 44% from three-point range, but probably being able to just get out there onto the court, being able to stay healthy for a full season would be able to alleviate a lot of teams' concerns about him in general. Drew Timmy, he decided that he was going to be entering into the NBA draft as well. Did a terrific job this last season over there at Gonzaga. Now, there are some people are saying that he may not wind up getting drafted. I would bet my money that he does wind up getting drafted by someone probably in the second round, 18 and a half points. Seven boards, was able to stretch out and shoot threes. Not necessarily well at right around 29% from three-point range, but guy that is able to stroke it a little bit more from distance. We didn't necessarily see a whole lot of news when it came to coaching hires that were made on Thursday. But with that said, you did wind up having Jalen Graham decide that he was going to be going to an SEC school and he was going to be heading to Arkansas. And Arkansas feels like they are really stacked full with regards to their roster as Graham was an up act well performer this last year. A guy that was able to give Arizona State 10 points Four and a half boards per game. Not a guy that's going to be by any stretch of the imagination necessarily lighting it up from three-point range, but guy that's very versatile, good defender, able to give you a block per contest at six foot nine. So I do think that he's going to be able to come in right away, and he's going to be able to get lend some good production to an Arkansas team that many people, including myself, have in their way too early top five. And I don't think that there's any reason to wind up doubting them. Vince Williams Jr., guy that was able to give VCU right around 13.6 boards, shot right around 40% for three-point range. He has entered in the NBA draft, it appears as though he'll probably be maintaining his eligibility as well. Same goes for Al Durham, although Al Durham, he is as good as gone. He is not going to be returning to Providence. Guy that wanted to beginning his career out there in the Big Ten this last season while he was at Providence was able to give the team 13.5 points, 3.5 boards, 3.5 assists. Began his career during the 2017-18 season, so he would have been in college basketball for a long time had he stuck around, but he did a very solid job of being able to help out a Providence offense that wound up being one of the more underrated ones in all of college basketball. And then Dwayne Odom, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, six and a half points per game at Xavier this last season. He wound up following his coach. He is going to be heading over to Georgia State. I think that that is going to be just absolutely massive. And I do think that Georgia State going to be able to put themselves on the map along Grant Shurfield if he does say in the NBA draft. Gentleman that wound up beginning his career at Wichita State last year and Nevada. Wound up playing in 28 games, 
19.6.5 assists per contest. Shot right around 33.5% from three-point range. So I do think that his upside is very large. And I think that the upside of this podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, is very large as well. If you like what you're hearing from this fine show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, got one or two ways we will for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GUnit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters here. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. them from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'm coming at you guys every single day throughout the off-season and into the season with regards to this podcast, which means I'll be coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.